On today's deep dive, how often should you release new music? We will find out after the title sequence. Go. 30 minute music marketing for musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Thanks very much for watching this or listening to this, wherever you do so. Thanks very much for listening to it on the podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, why not rate and review? Apparently that makes us more discoverable than we are at the moment. Uh, if you're watching on the YouTubes, why don't you click the subscribe? I think we've got a little thing. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. And if you're watching on Facebook, why not sort of like and share this particular video? Some more of your friends get to uh, get to know about us and the fantastic advice we dispense on a weekly basis. And we've got uh, listeners slash viewers questions. Yes. So, so today's question is from Donna Marie. Hello, Hello Donna. Donna. You're right. Uh, and the question is this, how often should you release new music? And that was sort of piggybacked on the Twitters by a, a band, I think they're from the world, called The Space. Hello chaps, and they said, is there a best or worst time of the year to release your singles or albums? So two sort of questions rolled into one. So if we're talking about singles, yeah. and how often in terms of the frequency of releases, yeah. and what I normally say is, if you can release uh, maybe three or, or four singles within a 12 month period, that's great. However, Greg, yeah. hold it, hold it right there. Stop there. I'm going to throw a few, uh, not necessarily caveats, but I'm going to throw in some additional criteria, okay. which could blow those things out of the water. Right. The first one is if you're a musician, songwriter, artist, whatever. The question I'm going to ask you is, how many really good songs that are single worthy can you actually write? Because there's a lot of people in, in this music marketing space who say, oh, if you've got 10 songs, it's like, don't put them on an album. You've got 10 individual singles there. Yeah. But I'd counter uh, that and just basically say, out of those 10 songs, which might you know, nicely form the basis of an album, yeah. how many of them are actually singles? Because I'll, I'll say this to the, uh, the people in the audience, that track five on your album, it's not really a single, is it? That's why it's track five. If, you know, tracks one, two, maybe three, they're your singles. As you know, you start getting around to eight, you know, tracks five, track eight, nine, you know, they're maybe not what I would deem as really good single quality materials. But who, materials. Det who determines this? How do, who well, determines this on yours? So say, for example, you go, you know, you put together an album. <laughs> <laughs> But what, what rating criteria do you Well, use? it's, I don't know, me personally, in terms of my musical endeavours with my, with my colleagues, I normally get a sense of, oh, oh yeah, this is, this is good. And it, it, it may well be that I just have a good knowledge for, of what I think will really work with my audience. But I would hope that the majority of people out there, when they're writing songs, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll generally tend to know that what they're writing is an absolute stonker slash surefire hit. And they'll maybe know that when they're writing something, it's like, I like this, I think my audience will like it, but it's not 
Mm. Maybe uh, I was going to use the term radio friendly. Then that's going to be a, a, ter- a piece of terminology that that, that, that might get uh, a little bit more uh, archaic as time goes on. But I I can generally sense when something is going to be maybe a, certainly a crossover hit that might even stretch out beyond my sort of audience. Right. So, but I, but I would say to to, to you and the audience, don't necessarily think that you have to release that designated number of songs if you if if you've written 10 songs that you think might form the basis of an album but you know this one song stands head and shoulders above everything else and in terms of maybe your marketing spend i wouldn't necessarily dilute the money that i have available i would maybe even only just release one single and focus all of my attention and all of my uh you know marketing spend and priorities on 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 that one song so that, that's something, at least, maybe to, is it to worth think about. Asking for feedback from friends and family, would you ask for an external input? Uh, well, it's uh, yeah, th- th- that that's a tricky one. Um, I I would say that it may well be that maybe your other friends who are musicians and artists would be a good barometer of what is a single and what isn't. Yeah. Maybe the producer or studio owner where you've necessarily recorded it. I, I would probably say those are better judges than perhaps close friends and family who might do that thing whereby they might exaggerate just how good it is because they don't necessarily want to hurt your feelings. Yes, you know, your mum's always going to be your biggest fan, isn't she? Quite possibly. And, and there is one particular instance, uh, I won't say who it was, where I was, uh, I was talking to somebody saying that I, I in terms of the, the vocal melody, I didn't think it was, you know, quite big enough to be the chorus. Yeah. And the reply was, well, my dad likes it. Yeah, well, he might like it, but th- then again, he probably has to say that. And maybe, maybe he wasn't the best judge. Can I later on guess which band that was? I, I, well, as soon as we finish recording, I'll uh, tell you. I think I already know. Okay. So, so, so that, that's one particular criteria I would bear in mind that might, you know, that might uh, reduce that particular number. But uh, there are other uh, criteria that you might want to think about as well. Uh, that would be how much time and how much more, perhaps more importantly, how much money have you actually got to spend on marketing? those singles. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, if you decide to try and market all 10 singles, 10 songs, ten songs you, it's you, going to cost a fortune. It, it, it is going to cost a fortune. So, so there's, there's me saying, right, four singles. If you've only got the money to give a, a good crack at the whip for two of those singles, then it makes sense to concentrate to on, on two releases rather than having four and, again, not having as much spend and, therefore, potentially not having as, uh, as much reach. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense, really, doesn't it? I think so. Otherwise, you are just diluting yourself. And again, you know, the, 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 in terms of executing your marketing plan, in terms of contacting people, you know, and then sending maybe singles out for review at blogs or or whatever, emails and what have you. That does all take time, and you've got a million and one other things to do, as we discuss in this particular show, each and every week. So if yeah. you feel as though you haven't necessarily got the time to uh, to do three or four, concentrate on two and do them well, I would say. So would you, so say for example, you only did, you went, okay, well, I've only got the funds for two records. 
So I'm going to pick what I believe to be the two best singles after gaining a an opinion from a studio or another a tr music a trusted colleague. Trusted colleague. Um, would you then do one every six months, or would you do one and if and then kind of uh, capitalise on the momentum and then do another one fairly soon afterwards? No, oh, now that's a. Uh... Is that a question? That's a, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good question with, with, pl with plenty of variables. Maybe we'll come back to that when we discuss the, the, the time of year at the end of the show. That's just my, basically me kicking a ball into the long grass. Okay. So, well, there are things to be said for, uh, for both of those uh, suggestions. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to that then. Yeah, so, and what I will also say at this particular point is, in, in terms of single releases, in this day and age, in terms of streaming, what actually is single anyway because a piece of music whether it's you know streamed from YouTube or maybe streamed from a, a music sort of streaming service every song that there is out there now is is technically a single so in theory you don't necessarily have to package something up as a as a new release and what I do over the course of my music marketing activities. Sometimes I take a, a song that I might have recorded and released as part of an album 18 months or so ago, create a video for it, put a marketing uh, budget behind it so it reaches a new audience. And that is a single in and of itself. Now, yeah. the one thing you don't necessarily have if you do that is you don't um, have the opportunity to, to go to maybe music blogs or to press or maybe even to for, uh, to, for think something like a playlist uh, curator. But if you find that you're, in, in terms of execution, you get um, a lot of interest purely from the music listening public rather than the air quotes uh, music media, you could possibly do that. So don't even necessarily think that you, you have to go through all the rigmarole of trying to release a, uh, release a single. If you've got music that might not necessarily be new out, but it will always be new to someone who hasn't mm. actually heard it yet. So don't necessarily, th I, mean, I mean, for example, um, we're recording this on a Thursday, we're released on a Friday, yep. and through my band's social media and through our uh, YouTube page, I'll be uploading a live performance song, and I will put some marketing spend behind that, of targeting people who haven't uh, liked our Facebook page, so hopefully we're going out to new people who've yep. never heard of us before. And in some ways, that's, that's a single in and of itself. Because, I mean, ultimately, that's what's attracting the audience attention. Yeah. It's, 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 it's to somebody, it will, you know, if they've never heard it before, it will always be new music and really singles are, as we've discussed before, those outreach opportunities where you try and obviously they, you will entertain and engage your, uh, your existing fans in the process. But singles really are the outreach opportunities and you can do that with any material from your back catalogue at any stage. Uh, the number one uh, song for my band on Spotify is a song from our first album, which is which is from 12, nearly 13 years ago. But that's still, you know, that's the song that most people want, want to hear yeah. and not necessarily uh, our new stuff. Which is why when you go to festivals and see an artist, you want to hear the hits rather than the latest album. Shut up and play the hits. 
So, but the you know the 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 idea of albums, unfortunately, the paradigm is shifting because it is it is it is shifting. But don't forget that when people in the music press talk about albums and music consumptions and and, and what have you, that is the general public on mass. A lot of um, DIY artists and independent artists were almost providing music for for a more niche yeah. market. So, and, and the thing is, the, the thing that people say to, to me is, you know, when's your, when's your new album out? They don't go, oh, when's, when's the next music yeah. release that is going to be included on a, on a playlist? I think for, uh, for DIY artists, that niche concept of an album is, is something that is still perhaps more, uh, more looked at favourably than for um, large megastars in the, uh, in the music um, Mainstream, yes. So, to summarise, you've kind of put here, is there a best time or times to be avoided? Well, a, a lot of advice that people used to dispense in this area referred to when music was in a physical format and was sold through stores, etc. But if you think, right, if you think about we always think about December, so yep. unless you've got a, a Christmas single out, a, or a, you know, a Christmas album out, probably best to avoid that because people's attention is elsewhere and also their money yes. is elsewhere. Uh, if you think about January, however, not many people generally tend to release singles in January because everybody's basically <gasps> recovering. So I think January is a very good opportunistic window for getting your stuff out there, and don't go anywhere. Ignore, ignore the, ignore the thing that might be in the background. Just ignore it. They won't, they won't be able to hear that. Okay. Sorry, listeners. Um, did you know, Greg, that uh, if you're thinking about doing stuff like Facebook advertising, your ads will be cheaper in January? Really? Because everybody's your adverts are based on people competing for um, for advertising space. If there's less people competing for space, then those adverts, it's basically a bidding war. Right. So if there's less people bidding, then you'll get that ad space for less oh, money. I didn't realise that there was a... Yeah. That the prices would change. If you've got a YouTube channel and uh, you monetize it with ads, mm. you will generally tend to find that there's lots of ads running in December for people who want to sell you stuff. Sure. And you get money in December, and sometimes when you go on and uh, watch YouTube ads in January, there's no ads simply because there's nobody spending any money to, to run ads. So January might be a good time uh, for singles. Um, you put here about the holiday season. Yeah, I mean, I work for a, a company that puts on gigs, and we generally tend to have no gigs on July and August because people are away, they're on holiday, they're generally doing things. I, I'm not too sure how much of that actually transcends over to maybe, you know, music listening and music purchasing. Is, are ads cheaper in the holiday season because I'm people not, are away? Or? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it, it, all, all I'm thinking is that if, you know, if, if there, are, there are always going to be a certain number of people away on holiday doing things and I, I don't know whether that's a bit of a mm. 
those summer months. I mean, it, it could well be that you know holidays are different in different parts of the world, and who knows yeah. where who knows where our videos and our podcasts go to. So it may may well be that holiday periods might not necessarily be the best time to. Um, to reach people again, but it, it, you generally in all forms of music marketing have to get people's attention, mm. and if people are doing other things which detracts their attention to other places, then I I think that there's there's a possibility that your your music marketing messages might go um, unheeded, as it were. So if you're saying about releasing stuff in January, because obviously there's not much going on. Not much competition. Everything's been mental beforehand because of Christmas. Could you say that after basically every major? So would it be a little bit like that after Easter? Um, I, th I, th I think so. Um, because, well, my band's tour generally, well, it, it generally starts in October, simply because we give ourselves, we almost like give people a month to recover from the yeah. the summer, sure. and then and then we start again in um, in October. Would so, you ever release a love song around uh, Valentine's? That that would be a very we've never 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 done that. Although uh, we are doing a a Christmas release of sorts this year at Christmas. We're piggybacking onto uh, mm. onto someone else's uh, someone else's uh, Christmas single. Cross promotional marketing, you see, two musical entities. Twice the marketing power and That's having ac having access to my fantastic music marketing skills. So hopefully that's um, that's that particular topic batted around with, uh, with with sufficient depth and complexity. So um, yeah, basically, uh, if you have any more questions, please write them down on our socials. Yeah, post them uh, uh, to comments in this particular video, on probably on any other video on the uh, on yeah. the YouTube channel. You, you can pick them up. Yeah, pretty much. You? you don't have to put it on just the most current one. Just any of the videos, and we'll try and answer your questions either in text or in video in person. Indeedly, doodly. Right, that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much indeed for watching slash listening to this particular episode. Um, your views and ears is always uh, greatly appreciated. Thanks very much uh, for, uh, for listening slash watching, and we will see you next time. See you later. Take care. Bye.